0: Lance Lynn, let it eat. As we were reminded that the Dodgers have a new strategy for their right-hander. He looked good. He got a lot of swings and misses. We'll talk about it and see what is coming in the future. Well, there's also a couple guys that may be coming back from injury, and then we'll look back at uh, some pre preseason previews and talk about how everyone was wrong except Jeff. So that's what's on top. So let's get locked on Dodgers. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medicalcom This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked on Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer and never miss a day, because you know we're not going to, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasting on YouTube and make it easy because you'll get notified when the episode is ready. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio, joined by Jeff Snyder, who is my co-host most days, and we are both lifelong Dodger fans that have, well, we watch the team a lot, and we've covered the team, and we've been the press box, and we've been the locker room, and we've been at Camelback Ranch, and we've been around the country watching the Dodgers. And uh, we're here to bring you you know, what we believe is reasonable and knowledgeable thoughts and takes about the Dodgers. And we're here to do some more today and look back at some later in the episode. But yeah, Jeff, the Dodgers beat the Tigers last night. Offense put up a bunch of runs. Lance Lynn looked good, who we'll talk about. Uh, The game started, or not the game, but the night started with the Dodgers presenting Miguel Cabrera with the Hollywood star as his retirement tour continues on a lot of teams have given them a lot of different things, but, uh, Hollywood is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is. I think the worst thing about retiring would be having every team give you a bunch of crap that you have to find somewhere to store for the rest of your life. Like, I, I don't know, you know, that's cool. I, he seems to be enjoying I, it. So I think
0: he has enough money to find the storage.
1: Yeah. I'm happy for him. He seems to be enjoying it, but, uh, yeah, I guess he's, uh, getting close to the end of his store. I don't know what they have after, after this Dodgers series. Uh, but you know, uh, not too many games left, so uh, I th- probably 19 games left, maybe one road series left. So uh, we'll see. They might go home. This might be his last stop on his retirement tour. But uh, whatever, yeah, he's been a great player, uh, or he used to be a great player, and he's been a player for a long time and uh, happy for him, I suppose.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, from one guy who's, you know, a big, big player to another guy that's a big, big player, uh, not just talent-wise, <laughs> Lance Lynn and the Dodgers. They talked about on the broadcast a lot that, uh, about letting it eat with Lance Lynn, and uh, there was no pun intended. It was about him coming out and basically using all his bullets early on in the game. You know, he, he came to the Dodgers when they needed him to get a lot of innings. He did that job of getting a lot of innings for the most part. Now they're at a point where they need outs and in productive innings or quality innings more so than quantity innings. And, uh, you know, Dave Roberts and Lance Lynn talked and basically said, You're not going to go seven in the playoffs. So you might as well give us all you can for about four or five or however much it is. Uh, The numbers bear out. They showed it on the broadcast too that he's been better in the first five innings than, or first, yeah, first five innings and beyond. So Lance Lynn did that. Uh, It was mixed results. If it was a better offense, it might have not worked out, but it was the Tigers' offense and they had a lot of traffic, not a lot of uh, returns on that traffic. He did give up one home run and ended up being a three run home run. Uh, But he did get 14 swings and misses. He did get uh, he was throwing harder than he had since June, so I guess in that sense, you can call it a success.
1: Yeah, the first four innings that the velocity was up a little bit, he 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 didn't allow even though there was traffic, you know, there was a walk and a hit batter. Uh, which is you know, it it makes sense if he is letting it eat that maybe there's going to be some command issues as he hones that in. Uh, and they weren't hitting the ball very hard. There was a bloop single here, bloop single there. Uh, it wasn't until that fifth inning when his velocity was down that they started hitting the ball harder. And uh, and so yeah, I mean, if we think of Lance Lynn as a four-inning pitcher, hey, go throw your hardest for seventy-five pitches. He actually might be might be useful. The whole I, I kept laughing every time they used the the let it eat phrase, just because the the fat jokes are so easy. Um, and, and, you know, obviously Lance Lynn is, uh, he's a lot smaller than I am. So, so I don't mean it any, uh, he's a world-class athlete. Uh, I don't mean it insultingly, but it reminded me when I was in high school, I think you've seen this before Vince. Uh, I pitched the game of my life, my senior year and, uh, against a rival and I, I pitched great and I was so excited because I knew the reporters are, I talked to a reporter after the game. I knew it was going to be the newspaper. Uh, I was so excited to open up the newspaper the next day and see what he wrote and uh, I'm going to pop this up on the screen uh, a picture of the article that he wrote about me, and I'll read it for those who listen on the podcast. The headline is Coming Up Huge. And uh, the article starts in a game between two teams wanting to prove they can hang with the big boys. It was instead a big boy who proved himself, proved himself. Jeff Snyder an Elsinore high senior right-hander is not gifted with the most athletic looking of bodies, but the pitcher who spent the winter as the Tigers heavyweight wrestler proved he belonged with a five hit performance in Tuesday's five, two win over Linfield, blah, 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 blah. Oh, um, I, I think not gifted with the most athletic looking of bodies is the definition of what do they call it, damning with faint praise? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so I just keep thinking about that, especially with Andrew Freeman talking about the big boy stuff the last couple of days, and now the big boy coming out. Uh, and it was a big boy who proved himself. So you know he doesn't have quite the stuff that that the younger big boys have, but uh, I think this version of Lance Lynn could be serviceable as a you know throwing the first four innings of the fourth game of a series.
0: Yeah, like I said, uh, the swing and miss stuff was there, which is something we had. Talked about missing a little bit. He got 10 of those 14 swings and misses on the fastball. He was working up in the zone. Uh, So that was good to see. And like you said, it's one of those where it seems like it's going to be Bobby Miller's only one that really has, you know, kind of free reign to go five plus innings and everyone else. They're just hoping for three to four good innings and patching it all together. So Make sure to see how that goes. Uh, Lance Lynn, after the game, also said he's been working on different pitch grips and and things of that nature since he came to the uh, mechanical and grip adjustments since getting traded to the Dodgers, and now he's starting to feel comfortable with that. So hopefully that means, you know, probably got two more starts. We'll see a little bit more comfort with that, along with this new fangled, uh, you know, method of throwing hard as you can for a few innings, and maybe we'll see him look even better. It's going to be tough to kind of gauge it over the last couple weeks because they're not playing any – uh, great offenses but you know again that in that first round of the playoffs they might not play a great offense either so it could help out
1: yeah absolutely and, and like you said the tigers are not a good team uh they do have some solid hitters though they just got done sweeping the angels and uh you know they're they're they're, they're not a terrible team but they're they're definitely probably not as good as well the, we know they're not as good as whoever the dodgers are going to play in the nlcs uh and and probably not as good offensively as whoever they play in the in the division series. And like I said, the, the rest of the games after this series are against the giants and Rockies and, uh, the Rockies are a bad team. Uh, although they have Rockies that probably have a better offense than the giants at this point. Uh, even though the giants are a better team overall. Um, yeah. And so it's the Rockies and giants, the rest of the way after this, the last 10, 11 games of the season. So, uh, That'll be his last two games. I assume one against each. I haven't actually looked at the calendar to see how the starts line up. He could get two against the Giants, actually, maybe, um, which would be better, uh, honestly, than uh, than one against the Rockies. Uh, so, because I think they're in Colorado, right?
0: Yeah. Can they just forfeit those three?
1: Yeah. Let's. Just, it's four. they have no, a doubleheader of those days? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's just. I, I don't know. They they have a really good chance to get to 100 wins all of a sudden, though. So, uh, yeah. Don't forfeit those. Are I think only the Rockies
0: three and a half back of the Braves now too.
1: Yeah, the Rockies should have to forfeit those games as punishment for playing in a place where no baseball should be played.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Dodgers offense has been playing as if they've been playing in Coors Field. They've averaged 6.9 runs in the last 10 games, and then they put up eight runs last night. So we'll talk about the offense, J.D. Martinez, Freddie Freeman, uh, Miguel Rojas, who's now a power hitter. So that's what's on top, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both a buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. You're not going to win many sales uh, pitches with that. And you can overcome these challenges right now with technology that translates comprehensive high quality buyer data into real time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates and larger deals. If this sounds familiar... That's kind of like what the Dodgers do with analytics and everything else that they use at their disposal in order to maximize their effort and make sure the team comes out on top. The Dodgers call it winning. They call, LinkedIn calls it deep sales, and they've be, built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. So right now you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. LinkedIn sales navigator to help you sell like a superstar today. Let's go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. Welcome back. We are here locked on Dodgers, wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube you can come in every day or by listening every single day or as close to it as possible as you can make sure to tell your friends and family about us. Remember Sirius XM can help you out. If you can't watch the game but want to listen with SiriusXM XM or the SXM app, all you got to do is search Dodgers and you get the home broadcast for any Dodger game. All right, Jeff, the offense, as I mentioned, put up eight. Uh, they put up a graphic during the game. They're averaging almost seven runs a game over the last 10 games. They've been cooking and they've been cooking without much from Mookie Betts recently without as much as they've been getting from Freddie Freeman. Uh, um, you know, and, and they've been putting up runs. And last night was kind of similar. J.D. Martinez had a night, two home runs. Miguel Rojas had a home run. Uh, Freddie did get on the board, and Freddie became a 20-20 guy, 20 stolen bases, uh, 20 base or 20 home runs. Uh, he's close to 200 hits, which uh, I think Mike D. Giovanna, or Giovanna from the L.A. Times said be the first first baseman in MLB history to do that. So more unprecedented things that we're seeing in this Dodgers season. But, yeah, I mean, this offense is starting, you know, you don't want to get too excited, uh, or I don't want to get too excited, but they're looking good, and they're getting contributions from around the lineup. And that's really what they're going to need, as we've talked about a lot, uh, heading into October.
1: Yeah, on the Freddie note, he's already, they, I saw the first player ever to have 55 doubles, 25 homers, and 20 stolen bases in a season. And what I've learned about uh, MVP talk is if you do something that no one's ever done before, you're automatically the MVP. So, uh, sorry, Cunha, you missed your chance. Uh, Freddie is now the MVP. Um, yeah, the, the offense has been really good lately, and... J.D. Martinez is such a big key for this offense. I think it's when you watch on TV, it's very obvious how you get J.D. Martinez out. You throw a slider low and away, he'll chase, you strike him out. You know, I I made a, a snarky video clip a couple of years ago of A.J. Pollock flailing at sliders. And I think a J.D. Martinez video could be even better. And yet, despite the fact there's no way in the world that opposing pitchers don't know this, And yet he keeps having success. And that's because it's really hard to throw a pitch exactly where you want it every time. And we saw that the, the big hit that JD had uh, off of Matt Brash, I believe it was uh, of the Mariners. He threw the slider. He wanted to put it low and outside. He only got it outside and JD was able to reach it. Pitchers make mistakes. And the one thing we've learned about JD is he is great at punishing mistakes. And so he is going to have some embarrassingly bad-looking strikeouts sometimes. A lot of swing and miss. But he's so good at punishing mistakes. And what I would love, uh, you know, if if I had a magic lamp with a genie and I got three wishes, uh, the first wish would be 97-mile-an-hour 90, fastball for Clayton Kershaw coming back. The second wish would be J.D. Martinez never swinging at a pitch out of the strike zone again because I honestly believe J.D. Martinez would be the best hitter in baseball if he only swung at strikes, because he is so good at hitting strikes. And, and, you know, if he can hone that in just a little bit, uh, lay off those outside pitches and keep punishing mistakes, he could be a huge factor in October.
0: Which makes sense uh, with all the quotes throughout the season. He lives bre- lives and breathes hitting. Uh, he takes the most swings of anybody they know. He takes out his iPad to every batting practice session and what does he practice and all that he practices hitting strikes so him hitting strikes uh, is what he's good at what he can do like I said it obviously uh it doesn't always work out that easy but for the for the most part throughout the season he's been pretty good overall obviously the numbers bear out to that over the entire season um you know he had those couple weeks where he was in and out of the lineup then was out a couple weeks but Got right back into it. He didn't quite have the power. He was still getting base hits. Didn't quite have the power, brought the power last night. And, yeah, he is a big part of that lineup, especially right now. You know, Will Smith still kind of scuffling a little bit. He's looking a little bit better at the plate, but hasn't quite put it, you know, where we want it yet. So him being there, you know, along with, like I said, all the other guys that just have contributions here and there, you know, Peralta, Hayward, Miguel Rojas, Kike, you know, Rosario, wherever they fit in. Uh, those guys, along with you know Muncie and Smith and Martinez and Freddie and Mookie, um, you know all combines into what this Dodgers offense can be. And uh, as they you know continue to play on, and as we saw last night, where you know Freddie stole second base, they called him out initially, uh, then they called him safe, and then JD Martinez knocks him in like two out hit with that came out of nothing. You know Freddie Freeman ended up getting on base by a pitcher the pitcher violation with the clock stole second base. Um, you know, used the review, called it safe, and then they got a base hit and scored a run. That, that's going to be something that can be huge in the postseason because, as we've seen in the past, and as the postseason goes, home runs are king because that's the easiest way to score a run. You don't have to bunch hits together. But if the Dodgers can find ways to score in different, you know, ways—I don't want to use ways again—but if they can find ways to score differently, then uh, they have a good chance of succeeding.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And JD, he's going to end up playing about 115 games this season, and he might drive in 100 runs. It's 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 crazy. It's he's been so good when he's been in there. Miguel Rojas is somebody else who we probably ought to talk about for him because uh, the basically since August started, he is actually a good hitter. Like we talked about, Austin Barnes is batting over 300s in the last couple months and stuff, but it's mostly empty. He does have a couple homers, but it's mostly singles. You know. Miguel Rojas is just, he's been legitimately a good hitter the last month and a half or so. And uh, he had another home run. He's showing some pop he's hitting line drives. And, and he's always been a guy who doesn't strike out much. He puts a bat on the ball. He had a bunt single tonight too, which, you know, love to see more of that. Uh, James Outman tried to bump for a hit the other day. Uh, You know, I love bunt hits. I don't like sacrifice bunts. I love bunt hits. Uh, And you know, Miguel Rojas seems like batting ninth. You remember last year, Gavin Lux batting ninth, and it was it was huge for the setting the table for the top of the order for the Dodgers. Uh, Miguel Rojas could actually be that guy, especially, you know, if James Altman's batting eighth and Rojas ninth, that's potential to be a really good bottom of the order.
0: Yeah, and we this is more uh, maybe it's playing a little bit out of out of what we thought offensively, but this is more of what we thought he was going to contribute offensively. What he did early in the season wasn't quite there. Um, and maybe what he's doing now might be a little bit high. So maybe kind of in the middle there, but, but not, maybe not too much. You know five homers since the start of August that that's been a nice little, you know, power surge there for, at least for him. Um, he's OPS seen near 800 last two months. He's been on fire the last couple weeks specifically. And with the defense he provides that, adds up to you know a quality player and and you know early on in the year it was like you know the dodgers you know why did they extend them they got another year blah 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 but now as kind of everything has come to light in terms of his leadership and you know him calling out the team and being there and then you know taking the step obviously he was going to be a, a Suppose he got traded for to be a backup guy anyways. He ended up being more of a starter due to circumstances of Gavin Lux being hurt. But taking a step back, giving away, you know, some of his time in at-bats once they got Kike and Rosario in the mix. Uh, But all in all, he's been a professional, and now he's starting to do damage offensively. And, yeah, that's another guy where, like you mentioned, not striking out a lot. Him coming up with the runner in scoring position late in the game with maybe two outs put the ball in play, see what happens. It sounds simple. It sounds cliche, but that's literally what it is. You know, soft contact is contact still. And putting the ball in play is way better than striking out because at least you have a chance if the ball's in play.
1: Yep. Uh, I always think back to 2018, the Marlins were playing the Dodgers and Rojas hit a three run homer off Clayton Kershaw. And it was, it made me so mad at the time. And it's, it's Miguel Rojas. But then I, like, I, I have that swing ingrained in my brain uh, because it's my reminder, constant reminder. Miguel Rojas has power. If you go to Dodger Stadium before a game and watch him taking batting practice, he hits tanks all over the place. He hits, he hits a ton more batting practice homers than Mookie does. Like I, I honestly believe Miguel Rojas has more power than Mookie Betts. Obviously, not as good a hitter as Mookie, um, but you know it, it's there. And and if he can. Hit line drives, occasionally hit home runs. There's a lot of potential there for him to be a solid number nine hitter.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Next segment will be about looking back at some preseason talk and seeing how it all played out, and specifically in terms of the NOS. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical Don't be caught unprepared. You know, there's a lot of things you can do in this world to be prepared. And Jace Medical is there to help you out with their Jace case. Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. We've seen a lot of things in the last couple of years, last few years where you can be unprepared or something can come up uh, in an instant and the stores are sold out of things so be prepared not just with water and food and toilet paper uh, but also be prepared with you know medical help and Jay's case can help you out there so go right now Jay's case fill out the form talk to a doctor get ongoing care from their physicians you don't it's not just sign up and get your case and that's it you can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions it's doctor created. It's doctor recommended. So go to jacemedical.com right now and you can get saved more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, an additional $20 off if you use our code locked on at checkout. That's jacemedical.com. Promo code locked on for $20 off your Jace case. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. If you have already done so. If you haven't already done so and you want to be think tomorrow, then make Locked on Dodgers your first listen or watch every day. You can find us over get podcasts and on YouTube. Become an everydayer, and you'll be some of our favorite people. If Sirius XM can help you out, if you can't watch the game but want to listen, SiriusXM, XM SXM app, search Dodgers and you get the home broadcast for any game. All right, Jeff. So uh you went back and, and found some chatter, some talk, preseason talk with some of our fellow Locked On hosts and, uh, you know, looking at the NL West and uh, you can kind of, you know, queue up, queue up the clip as you see fit.
1: Yeah. I, if you guys remember back in March, we did a, a NL West roundup preview where uh, I joined the hosts of the four other Locked On shows from the NL West, along with Sully from Locked on MLB. And we talked about the NL West and uh, everybody made predictions. And uh, it it was kind of fun as we look back here now with the Dodgers having a very real chance of getting to 100 wins. The Padres need to go nine and two uh, the rest of the way just to get over 500. Uh, And uh, so I thought I'd play this little four minute clip, uh, cut out some of the highlights of that conversation that I had with those other guys, so uh, here it is.
0: But uh, what are your thoughts on a, a a relatively tranquil shopping season for the Dodgers, but still sky high expectations?
1: Yeah, you know i I wasn't too surprised because the Dodgers' business model has rarely been signing the top free agents. They they spend money when they need to, but uh, free agency isn't the only way to build a team, and it's definitely not. Andrew Friedman's favorite way to build a team. And so, yeah, when when it became clear that the free agent market was going to be crazy, I think they made the choice to mostly sit it out, recognizing that uh, they won 111 games last year. And, yeah, they're, they're going to go down. They were going to go down. Even if they had you know, signed the top three free agents, they probably still would have won fewer than 111 games. Uh, I hope your your mom liked that fewer instead of less. Uh, but uh, they, they were probably going to drop anyway. And, uh, yeah, I mean, chances are the Dodgers are going to, It'd be at least 10 games worse than they were last year, but they're still gonna have a really good team because you still have a base of Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Will Smith. And uh, you know, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Gavin Lux. Obviously he's not there, but uh Max Muncie will probably be better than he was last year. Uh JD Martinez should be at least as good as Justin Turner was. And I mean really you're it's Trey Turner. Trade the loss of Trey Turner is the big loss and yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's not ideal, but it, it's okay. And I, I think the Dodgers are going to be a pretty good team, and I'm actually pretty excited that the division should be more competitive this year. Uh, Paul Holden,
0: who do you think is winning the West? I think the Padres win the West this year. I, I think the battle for third place is more interesting, and that's why I picked the D-back. <laughs> so if I had to pick the first
1: place, I guess I would pick the San Diego Padres. I hate to do it. <laughs> uh, I'm Do you need? To, I, th- do you, I, I just. Do can't, you want to abstain? I, do you want to abstain? I, do you want to be like New York? Yeah, I, I, it, I really it, do. The... Don't let him abstain. Say it, Ben.
0: <laughs> it's hard for
1: me to pick against the Dodgers. I think that um, maybe the Padres. Like, if they, if you can guarantee me that they stay healthy in the starting rotation, uh, I would probably pick them. But I think that the Dodgers have uh, just done too much to over the last decade to for me to pick against them here, even though I think it's probably I mean, I think I think that picking the Padres might be the right thing to do, but it's just hard for me to sit here and guess that the the Dodgers are going to let that happen.
0: I think I think I've been thinking long and hard about this. I think I might have to go with with my team, the Padres. But
1: I agree with Millard that uh, the Diamondbacks will finish third. And uh I, I, dis- I disagree with Miller about everything else as usual. But
0: uh,
1: all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I do think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be a good battle. I, I think ultimately the Dodgers are going to, you know, pull it out by three or four games. I don't even think it's necessarily going to come down to the last week. I think that battle for third place might come down to last weekend. And maybe Evan Longoria gets to repeat his 2011 magic from the final day of the season. Uh, but uh But, yeah, I think the Dodgers win in the division, and uh, I think it's going to be close and it's going to be fun. And uh, hopefully the Dodgers actually having to fight till the end of the season instead of getting to play the Rockies for the last six games of the season, sends them into the postseason a little bit more prepared so that they don't uh, sleep through an NLDS loss this time.
0: See what I have here? See what I have here? It's a quarter. (laughs) Heads, Dodgers, tails, Padres.
1: All right, let's see it.
0: Padres, and that's how close I think it's hey, going to be.
1: Hey Ben, will you please change your vote? Because I agree with Javi. I, I want the lower expectations. You know what? Everybody <laughs> nah, picked the Padres. Not doing awesome. it. That's why I did it. I'm you're telling trying you. to make it like you're trying to make it those NFL game day things where every single <laughs> panelist picks one team. Not the happening. Opposite that's happens. why I did it. That's what he's that trying, trying to do, I folks. Don't.
0: Everything he does is calculated.
1: I'm telling you. <laughs> I had to leave that last clip in there of Javi, like because how. What, that was the best prediction anybody made that we were going to look back and see like an NFL game day where all the supposed experts picked one thing and then didn't go that way at all, because that's what ended up happening this year. Uh I probably had the worst prediction on there predicting that the Dodgers would win by three or four games. Uh turns out they, they're running away with the division. Uh It's probably going to be easily going to be double digits. And yeah, it, it, it's so funny to me. Like, I, I really did think it would be closer than this, but it was just so baffling to me how everybody jumped on that bandwagon when when you actually look at the moves they made. It's like, okay, yeah, they're a good team, but uh, do you really think they made up the 22-game gap that they had between the two teams? I didn't think so, and it turns out that we were right, Vince.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, you look at the Padres, and I saw a stat today. But they're going to be – they could be the first team to finish under 500 with as high as, like, a run differential they have. Um, So – but even then, the Dodgers have plus 100 – I think over plus 100 more in run differential. So, like, even if the Padres were playing to their Pythagorean, they'd be closer, but not close. And even when we saw that reverse standings thing the other day where if all the one-run games were flipped, that it would have been closer again. But, uh,
1: but even that, that's a full flip. If you put all the one, one run games at 500, that's really the record you want to look at. And the Dodger would still have a 12 game lead on the Padres or something.
0: Yeah. So it didn't work out that way, you know, and we, we said it the whole time. Like, even if the Dodgers are 10, 15 games worse than they were last year, that's a ninety-five win team, and yep. you know that's essentially where they're at right now. They can probably bump that up a little bit more, especially over these last couple of weeks playing the teams that we mentioned earlier. So,
1: yep. And and the backs might finish third, like we all predicted. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's gonna do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Dodgers play against the Tigers again tonight. Ryan Pepio will be the bolt guy. I'm not sure if he's starting or not. Uh, But we should be talking about him and talking about hopefully another offensive night tomorrow. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Search for Lockdown Dodgers. Become an or by listening every day. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, Listen to the Dodgers home broadcast of any game with SiriusXM or the SXM app if you search Dodgers. You can find us on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91 You can DM Jeff or I if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. You can also send those via email, lockdowndodgers. at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope to be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, text my device, play podcast, Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.
1: We'll talk to you tomorrow.